0: Amen and amen. Glory to God and peace be to you, whoever you are. I pray that wherever, whether you're listening to us on radio or whether you're watching us on TV or whatever, I pray that something will be spoken to you that is going to change your life and make help you to understand why we go through storms in life. Our message this morning is called A Storm of Life. Please bow your head as we can pray this morning. Father, I thank you and I praise you this morning in the name of Jesus for each and every person that's under the sound of my voice. Lord, they may have They may have woke up this morning with a back problems, oh God, or they might have woke up this morning with a knee problems, oh God, or whatever it is that they're going through. I pray and ask you that you will heal, that 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 you will let them see the manifestation of their healing in the name of Jesus. I ask that you would anoint their ears and open their hearts that they will receive, understand, retain, and apply this Word to their life and help them to remember what Joshua one and eight says, O oh God, because unless we stay in this book, we will never get to our destination and fulfill our purpose, Lord, as I decrease this morning, I ask that you would increase in me, empower me to preach this message, O oh God, where it 's going to bring an understanding and a deliverance to your people, O oh God, as they go through the storms of life, because there's a storm that's brewing for this country, there's a storm that's coming upon this world, oh God, and if we don't get ourselves ready we will fall by the wayside. And so I give you praise this morning in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. And people of God, I'm coming to you this morning from Mark chapter 6, verse 45 to 54. I'm reading from the New King James Version. I also want to remind you that in our last message, part one of this message was we left off we left off where, where where jesus they were they saw a person, they saw something they saw something walking on the water, and they thought it was a ghost and so let me read the scripture for those of you that may not have seen the first message or heard the first message. Amen. And so that you can follow me in your Bible. Remember to stay in your word. This is the roadmap for every person, whether they believe it or not. This is your roadmap. And unless you follow the roadmap, you will be lost. Amen. Glory be to God. So today I'm reading to you from again, Mark, Mark, the book of Mark chapter six and verse 45 through 54. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, follow me. Glory be to God. The Bible says in verse 45, it says immediately, immediately when you hear the word immediately it means that it happens immediately. You know, sometimes when we read the Bible, we think that everything is A, B, C, and D. No, everything is not like that. But when you hear the word immediately, it meant that it happened right away. Bible said, immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side to Bethsaida while he sent the multitude away. He sent the multitude away and he sent his disciples away. And why? Because in, the, in my first message I said they were trying to make him king because he had fed them and fed so many people and they had so much left over. So they were all caught up in the miracle. Ah, glory be to God. But today it says and when he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. Listen to me. We supposed to be a praying people. We supposed to be seeking God all the time for direction. We're supposed to be trusting in the Lord with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding. Then he says, Now when evening came, the boat was in the middle of the sea and he was alone on the land. Then he saw them straining and rowing for the wind was against them. Now about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea and would have passed them by and when they saw him walking on the sea they supposed it was a ghost and cried for they all saw for they all saw him and were troubled but immediately he talked to them and said to them be of good cheer it is i do not be afraid when you talk about the word it is i when you talk about this word i this is an emphatic personal pronoun. It's the same thing that he said when he said, I am the bread of life. I am the door. I am the way. And I'm the, tr- the true on the life. It, 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 in other words, he was saying, "Men, I am the great I am. I'm the one that slung the star into the sky. I'm the one that created the universe. I live outside of the universe. I have control over the wind and the wave. I have control over everything that you see. So don't be afraid. Glory be to God. The Bible said, then he, then he command them to stop being afraid and never fear again. If they had, had just understood, if they had just grasped who this was that, their, that was their master. If they had understood, you see the Bible tells us in, a, in the book of John, yeah, it says, John the Baptist did no miracles, but everything that Jesus did, Jesus did a lot of miracles. And one one miracle was walking on water, and you got to understand nobody can walk on water. The only people, two people that ever walked on water in the in the in the history of our time is Peter and Jesus. So we see here, and the only reason why Peter was able to walk on the water was because Jesus said, "Come." But when the wind began to blow and he saw this storm coming, he Was afraid and he took his eyes off of Jesus and he began to sink. We don't want to do that. When we go through our storm, we want to make sure that we keep our eyes on Jesus because if we keep our eyes on him, we will go through and we will get to the other side. Glory be to God. So then it says, Then he went up into the boat um, to them and the wind ceased and they were greatly amazed. In themselves beyond measure and marveled, for they had not understood about the loaves and the because hard. In other words, when you don't understand, the Bible says in James, it says, if you lack wisdom, ask. Many times we do not understand what's going on around us. We do not understand why God allows us to go through storms. And every believer, believe me when I tell you, every believer will go through a storm. You can go through a mental storm, a physical storm, a financial storm, a storm in your marriage, a storm at your church. You are going to go through a storm. You're either in a storm, you're coming out of a storm, or you're headed into a storm. But we may need to understand that these storms are for our benefit sometimes. Most of the times, unless we create a necessary situation, and even then, God will still bring you out of your storm. The Bible says in in, in, in Psalm 34 and verse 19, it says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord Delivers him from them all. Even when it's your fault, God will still deliver you if you cry out to him. So, what am I saying? It's stated in the Bible, in these 66 books, fear not is mentioned 365 times in the Bible. That's one time for every day. Fear not, fear not, fear not. Fear not, people of God. Fear not that gas is expensive. You will get to your destination because God's got your back. You will always have money to buy gas because God is going to supply all of your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Especially if you are one that give, it's going to be given back to you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. So don't fear what the cost of gas is. No, you got to make up your mind. That God's got your back, and if He allows you, you see, we used to fuss about uh, three dollars a gallon. No, hey, what are you going to do? Are you going to eat the money, or are you going to buy gas? You got to get to work. You got to do what, what you got to do. So fear not, fear not about what's going on around you. Fear not. Isn't it true that the storms of uh, 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 storms of life terrify us? Isn't it true that the that Often the Lord will come to us walking in the very waves we fear and we don't even recognize him. Isn't it true that when we do acknowledge his presence, he's able to speak peace to our souls? And isn't it true? If we focus on the storm, that it's because we have forgot that God is with us again, He says in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5, he says, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. I don't understand about, about you, but I thank God for the times he has whispered sweet peace in my ear. And he has done so. He has whispered and let me know, fear not. Because the best of us walk in fear from time to time. Sometimes, you know, we're human and, you know, our flesh overcomes our spirit most of the time if we can just recognize his presence while we are in our storm we can have peace that passes all understanding according to Philippians 4, 6, and 7. He will bring you in peace if you keep your mind on him according to Isaiah 26 and verse 3. So we got to make sure that we understand that no matter what's going on in our lives, we've got the master along with us and he's steady with us. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I love the part with the Hebrew, three Hebrew boys, because he said, They said, Nebuchadnezzar, we're not going to bow to your statue. Our God can deliver us. And even if he does not deliver us, we're still not going to bow. But of course, you know the story. The Bible said they threw them in the fire and they made the fire seven times hotter. (laughs) Bound their hands behind their backs. And later on, as they got into the fire, the Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar said, wait a minute. Then we throw three men in the fire? He said, but I see four people walking around in the fire. He said, and one of them looked like the appearance of the Son of God. So what are we saying here? What is the Bible telling me there? The Bible is letting me know that no matter what storm I go through, no matter what comes my way, whether it's mental, physical, emotional, financial, He will be with me, Hebrews chapter 13. Verse 4, I mean verse 5. So here we see, we see here Hebrews 13 and 5. Read it for yourself when you get a chance. It's very important for you to go back and read all of these scriptures that I'm bringing forth because God will minister to you as you read them and study them. Amen. Isaiah 4 and 6 says, there will be a shelter to give shade from the heat by day and refuge and protection from the storm and the rain. God is your refuge. He is your very ever-present help. This is what we need to do. We got to focus and meditate on the word of God so that they can become real to us. The word of God is real, but they got to become real to you in order for them to work for you. There's so many of us that read the Bible, but we don't believe it. You see... I remember one day I was in San Francisco and uh, my friend calls me and she says um, I was I was on my way to L.A. And she told me she said, uh, oh, it's raining cats and dogs. Oh, you're going to be so sorry when you get to the um, to the um, airport. And I said, really? I said, well, I'm not going to be sorry. I said, because according to Psalm 8, look what the Bible says in Psalm 8. I got to read this for you because many of us have not seen this. And this is very powerful. Look what it says says, I'll read this, powerful. It says, I'm going to read from verse, Psalm 8 and verse 3. Well, no, I'm going to read the whole thing because it's necessary. And I pray that you will go back and read. Look what it says. Psalm 8. Oh Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Who have set your glory above the heavens? Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordain strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger when I consider the heavens the work of your fingers the moon and the stars which you have ordained what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him for you have made him a little Lord and the angels and you have crowned him with glory and honor this is my scripture that I want you to hear you have made him to have dominion Over the works of your hand, you have put all things under his feet. Amen. So what am I saying? So I said to my friend, I said, okay. I said, I'm not worried about the weather. I said, God has given me authority over the weather. He's the one that created the storms. He's the one that created the sun, the moon, and the stars. And I spoke to the atmosphere and I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, when I get to Los Angeles, the rain will stop. I said, it's going to have sun. I will not have to deal with the rain and the wind. And guess what? When I got to Los Angeles, there was no rain. You see, you got to understand, but you got to believe the word of God. It's no point in reading it if you're not going to believe it. It's got to become real into your spirit. It's got to become real in your mind and your spirit and your bones. It's got to be real in your, in the marrow, in your bones. It's got to be real in your blood vessels. It's got to be real. And when it flows through your veins, glory be to God, you've got to be. the word of God otherwise you're gonna waste your time and when you go to your storm you will be in trouble but if you understand that the word of God is alive and it's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword and it fierce pierces asunder to the joints and the marrow and the soul and the spirit and it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart if you understand that and take this to heart it's going to work for you so today as I said We, John, tells us in his gospel that when Jesus got into the boat, it immediately arrived at the other side. That was in John 6 and verse 21. What am I saying? That was a miracle that happened right there. A miracle. Amen. Remember the boat was in the middle of the sea of Gennesaret or Tiberias. But when Jesus got into the boat immediately, in other words, when Jesus get into your storm, when you understand that Jesus is able to make your storm turn into peace, when you understand that Jesus is the one that calms the storm in your life, no matter what storm you're going through, when you begin to embrace that and understand that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think, guess what? Your storm will cease and you will have peace. If your life feels stormy, you need to know that the Lord can calm the wind and the wave. He can still your storm. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I know the Bible was written over 2,000 years ago, but guess what? He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He is able to calm the storm of your life. If your children are raging and selling drugs and doing drugs and you pray, he is able. I was praying for somebody the other day and they told me that their marriage was messed up and they had... Uh, went the separate ways and I've been praying, I've been praying and I've been praying and finally the other day, last week the young woman called me and says "Uh, uh, uh, Pastor Ruby, she said me and my husband is talking together and we're looking to get back together, God is able to calm your storm God is able to fix anything that you're going through, God is able to do it exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think, he is the God of the universe, he lives outside of the universe and he can change your situation. He can stop the storm from raging against you in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, the Bible says, if he leaves you in the storm, it can be for a purpose. Let's look at what the purpose is in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, please. There's a purpose if he allows you to stay in the storm. Amen. Let's look at this. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9. Look what it says. It says 2 um, Corinthians. Amen. Hmm. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. I bless you this morning. I glorify you and I magnify you today, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Look what it says. Here we are. 2 Corinthians 12 and 9. It says, uh, because Paul was having the storm in his flesh. He was going through a spiritual storm. Amen. And you know, God allows us to go through storms to keep us humble sometime. And this is what I believe God did with, with Paul. Look what he says. Uh, Concerning all things, I plead with the Lord, verse 8, that the Lord three times that it might... Depart from me. And he said to me, verse 9 My grace is sufficient for you, and my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So, what God is saying to you here in this verse? He's saying, Look, you're haughty, you're proud, you think that you're all of that, you think that nobody can do anything better than you. And God is saying, Look, because I gave you so much revelation, because I gave you so much understanding in my word, I'm gonna keep you in a storm because you need to be humbled. I see, sometimes we don't understand, and it's for our own benefits. What it's done is gonna build up our character, it's gonna build up our integrity, it's gonna help us to understand that we are nothing without God. And we I don't matter how good you can preach, and I don't care how well you can elaborate on the word and how well you can make chicken song like prime rib. I don't care who you are. I I want, want you to know that God wants to humble you to bring you closer to Him. That's why you're in a storm. It's because it's for your own benefit. And so I'm asking you right now that you will stop being prideful and understand and let God do the work that He has is doing in you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Either way the storm ceased no matter what he demonstrated his power and when he believed when we believe again again i said it said it before and in ephesians 3 and 20 he is able god is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask according to the power and the purpose that he has for you so when you understand that you then begin to realize that the miracle the miracle here. That God shows for the body of Christ that every believer who have said yes to Christ, every believer who have been saved since Pentecost, every believer, every believer, from the time the church started until the rapture, you are going to go through a storm. But don't worry. God is able to bring you through that storm. Amen. For the bride of Christ, look, look, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 12. Uh, uh, 2 and 3. Look what it says because a lot of people have sinned. They, they seen this, but they don't understand. It says, For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy, for I have betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from simplicity that is in Christ. So Paul is saying to us, don't be deceived. Don't focus on, I was talking to someone not too long ago and she brought me some scripture and said, well, Job was in a storm and, and, and his, 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 uh, his friends say he's sinned. Well, guess what? We do need to examine ourselves sometimes when we're going through storms because maybe God is trying to teach us something. Maybe God is trying to bring us up to another higher level. Maybe God wants to anoint us. But remember, ah, the anointing is costly. And if you don't prepare yourself, you will get knocked down by Satan because his job is to kill you. He came to steal, to kill, and to destroy you. And so today I just want to encourage you. Don't be confused. Don't be blinded by the God of this world. If you have made a choice. The Bible says every person that have been saved, according to John chapter 15, verse 16, it says, God is saying, look, I'm the one that pulled you. I'm the one that drew you. I'm the one that saved you. I'm the one that named you and so that you can understand and hear, say yes when, when you hear the gospel. I just need to read this because this is powerful. This is very powerful. John chapter 15 and verse 16. Look what the Bible says. And this is something that we need to take into consideration. It says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit may should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. God is the one that shows you. God is the one that allows you to go into the storm. God is the one that's keeping you while you're in this storm. And God is the one that's going to bring you out of this storm. So don't get confused. Don't give Satan all this glory by saying, oh, it's Satan. It's like you go out, You know, you you go out in the evening and you don't put on a hat after you take a bath or whatever and, and it's snowing or raining outside and then tomorrow morning you get sick and you say, oh, the devil did this. No, it's your own ignorance. Stop giving the enemy so much glory. Stop it. We need to make sure that we understand that we bring problems on our own selves. But sometimes God allows us to go through storms to give us more wisdom, to give us more understanding, to empower us to be that person that he called us to be before the foundation of the world. Amen. So I ask you again, are you in a storm or do you remember the words of Matthew chapter 7, verse 24? Let's look at Matthew 7 verse 24 to 26 because I want you to see something. This is very powerful right here so that we can understand because when you are in a storm, if you got saved and you change your life and you begin to study the word of God and you begin to understand, hallelujah, that the storms of life are for a purpose. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 7 verse 24 to 26, it says Matthew chapter 7 24 to 26 it says, Therefore, whoever hears these things, sayings of mine, and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on the house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Is your house built on a rock? You're in a storm right now. Do you have the rock? To support you? Do you have the rock? You know Jesus. The Bible said Jesus was the rock. That gave them water in the wilderness. Do you have the rock to support you. So that you don't fall? Do you have the rock on your side? Do you know the rock? Do you know the rock? Is your house built on the rock? Yes you're going through a financial storm. But guess what? Do you feel like you have to have everything. That the world has to offer? No. You, we are not. Of this world, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. We do not have to accommodate the world's system. Stop being covetous and want everything that the world have. Make sure that you know the rock. Those who know the Lord, First Peter two and eleven. First Peter chapter two and verse eleven. I'm closing now. First Peter chapter two and verse eleven. Look what the Bible says. It says. It says. 1 Peter 2 and 11. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul. We cannot allow ourselves to walk in the flesh and that we have to covet everything that the world have to offer. No, we got to make up in our mind that we are going to live this life, live this life to the maximum, but with the God, with the God kind of way, not with the world ways, because the world do not care nothing about you. You see, storms, like I said, storms are going to happen, no matter what you do. Such is the case in this nation right now. We are going, heading for a serious storm. People of God, everywhere you turn Christianity is under attack. This world is attacking, this world is not attacking Islam, they're not attacking Buddhism, they're not attacking Hinduism, but true saints will be under attack consistently and you are going to go through a storm. I'm going to close with this. You're either in a storm, you're heading to a storm or you're coming out of a storm. But remember, you got to have the rock to back you up. The rock who is Christ Jesus, who is going to keep you and watch over you and protect you and guard you. If you don't know Jesus Christ right now as Lord and Savior, I beg of you to give him your life. God bless you and we love you until we see you again. Amen.